This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. We are back with Elaine Overholt. The number to call or ask Elaine a question about singing or anything to do with the voice is 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Elaine, can you set up this clip of this gorgeous saying that you sang with John McDermott, produced stunningly by one of Canada's top music arrangers, who also happens to be your partner in life, Glenn Morley? Yes. Um, sure. Uh, 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 the wonderful Gary Slate uh, was was kind of behind this, and he said, I think you two should get together and do a duet. And I've always admired John McDermott. What I mean, he's a he's a Canadian legend. And so I've always loved this song, Open Arms. And I know it was I knew it was way out of out of uh John's comfort zone. He I don't know if he's ever recorded anything. Maybe he has. Unfortunately, it's never we've never done anything with it yet. Um and uh, yeah, Glenn uh, produced it and arranged it, and uh, this is the result, I guess. I'm so excited. We have uh, so many calls as well. So oh. we're going to go to the song, and then we'll get to the okay. calls, and it's great. So uh, here it is. Let's roll the clip of Elaine and John McDermott singing the song. Open Arms. Open Arms. Oh, but now that you've come back. gorgeous Elaine. We need an audience here to applaud. <laughs> this song has to be on iTunes. It's so stunning. Yeah, it does sound okay, doesn't it? <laughs> That's really, really good. Elaine, we have so many calls okay. over here, so I think we should probably get to one of them right here. So let's take a caller now. Let's go to Dawn in Toronto. Oh, we're not ready for Dawn in Toronto. Sorry, we're going to go to Karen in Dundalk. Hi, is that Karen? Hi, yes, it's me. Hi, How Karen. Are How are today? you? Welcome to Finding I'm, Your Bliss. I'm good. That was a fabulous song. Um, I am currently 66 years old, and my dream when I was probably from the age of 12 
was to be a singer. <laughs> and as I neared teenhood, like probably around 16, my dream was to be the front woman in a band. Hmm. And I asked my parents, I believe if I remember correctly, I did some checking around about voice lessons. Um, I lived in Etobicoke at the time and I can't remember, but I think they were very expensive, like 125 bucks an hour or something like that. And my parents said, forget it. So I've lived the rest of my life. Like I hum, like people laugh at me because I hum nonstop. My mother said I used to hum when I was eating. Um, I just, I fantasize, I watch these shows like The Voice and everything else and imagine that I'm up there singing and hoping to be picked and it's just crazy and it's like something on my bucket list that (laughs) I would love to, even at my age, you know, um, see if there's any hope, you know, that I can carry a tune. But my my question is... um, and maybe maybe I can get Elaine's contact info and absolutely speak we'll get that later to about about rates for lessons and whatnot. Um, you know, I'm never going to be a Sean Mendes or a um, Billy Eilish, <laughs> but you know what? It's uh, if you want to do something badly enough, you you can do it. Yes, Karen. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for calling in. Your story is, I don't mean to belittle your story, but so many people have a similar story. You have to do this for yourself. Not to be a star, because that may or may not happen. You need to do this because it's going to bring you back to your childhood self that is full of of, uh, energy and full of life and full of not questioning and and just kids just go for it it is not too late to open up a part of your body and your soul to that physical vibration called sustained sound which is singing and if you want to do it badly enough you will find a way there are tremendous uh you live in dundalk where uh, i don't know where that is is that near north Northwest of Orangeville. Okay, so, so so you're close to a lot of metropolises, and a lot of communities have tremendous um, community choirs, uh, the Sweet Adelines Clubs. I've gone and spoken at Sweet Adelines Clubs. And uh, the community that they feel there and they experience together is tremendous. There are also... Um, uh, you know, I don't know, karaoke bars or, or open mic nights that you could, uh, um, go to. You don't need to necessarily take voice lessons. You need to do it and do it and do it. Get a setup in your house where you can play back even YouTube tracks or tracks that, you know, that you know, and they've taken the voice off and you practice to those. Are you pretty good on the computer? Um, not really. I don't even have one. Okay. <laughs> I don't even have internet. All right. Well, you can um, you can find you know other ways to do it. There are also. I bet you'd be shocked how many um, other like-minded people there are in your community. So that if you put something out there, maybe you start a community project of of people who've always wanted to sing. If you want to do it badly enough, you find a way. I always say, go through the fear and just do it. I go through fear every 
single day. I go through, I, I almost didn't want to do this show. I was fearful. You know, I forget things these days. I, I don't know, just all kinds of things. And I'm, you know, if I have a cold or blah, blah, blah. But you've got to just do this for your soul. I want to thank you very much for your call, Karen. I'm going to tell you how to get in touch with Elaine if you want to write this down. You can just go to info at bigvoicestudios.com, the website, or you can go to www.elaineoverholt.com, or even better, I'm going to give you her phone number, which is 416-466-1800. One six, And this program will be podcasted on Wednesday. So if you missed any of that, Karen, you can get it on Wednesday uh, on the Zoomer Radio podcast under Finding Your Bliss. Okay. I, I ho- thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for thank your you call, so Karen. Much. We so appreciate it. We have so many calls here, Elaine. One of the calls is from Don, who used to work with you, oh. I believe. And uh, Don... <laughs> I want to hear. Is that a D A W N or a D O N? D O N. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hi, Don. Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Yeah, thank you very much. Great show. Thank I you. had the pleasure of working with Elaine when she used to come and sing at Global Television on the New News. Oh my goodness! Of course, it was my favorite thing to do. Yeah, and I always remember we talked about a few of the songs you did, like "Going to Get a Chick on the Side." <laughs> Bet you got a chick on the side. Sure, you got a chick. I know you got a chick on the side. Yeah. That was one. But anyway, it's great to hear that you're doing so well. It's great to hear your voice. Well, and, thank you. You know, we used to go out and see people like Patty Janetta and Michael Danzo and a whole bunch of people, and it was great. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought you were outstanding then, and you're even more outstanding now. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Dawn. Yeah, those were great days, and uh, I miss them with John Daw and uh, and the boys there at Global. Bob Mack and Mike Anscombe. Hey, Mike Anscombe, yeah, for sure. Thank you for calling in. I hope everything's well with you, too. It's pretty good. Uh, and the phone number again to... Uh, Judy. Oh, the phone number to call into the show or to call into Elaine's studio. Yeah, please. Uh, it's 466-1816 or www.elaineoverholt.com. Thanks so much for your call today, Don. We're going to go to a short commercial break. And when we come back, I have a very special guest coming on to join us. Be back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. Hi, everyone. 
everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. My name is Judy Liebrach, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today to talk about a very uplifting topic, singing in the voice. Today, we are so delighted to have in the studio with us as my guest for the full hour, celebrity vocal coach to the stars, Elaine Overholt, who will talk to us about her illustrious career, how she got there, and she will also answer all of your questions about singing and anything to do with your voice. If you have a question for Elaine Overholt, our phone lines are now open. Please give us a call at 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. As well, coming up later in the hour, we have triple threat performer Lily Liebrach, a student at the prestigious Sheridan College Music Theatre Program, who will be joining us to talk about a wonderful concert she gave this summer in Montreal, along with Elaine Overholt for Cancer Research. All of this coming up, but first, let me tell you about our first guest. Elaine Overholt has established herself as one of North America's most respected, true, and treasured singers, voice performance coaches, and vocal producers, having performed with and coached celebrities in all of these worlds of music, film, and theater, including names such as John Travolta, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Renee Zellweger, Richard Gere, Queen Latifah, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sean Mendez, Sharon Lois and Bram, and Ellen DeGeneres, and then in other parts of the music world, Megan Fox, Sophie Millman, Jackie Richardson, Jim Cuddy, Alana Miles, Julie Black, and Colin Mockery, just to name a few. She's also sung backup, if you can imagine, for Jay, for Ray Charles. <laughs> Don't want to mess up that name. That's an important one. Tina Turner. Dionne Warwick, Paul Schaefer, and Anne Marie. Record labels often invite her to coach their singers, and movie sets have rolled out the red carpet for her to coach some of the top musical talent in major films. She's performed on world stages. She has sung thousands of jingles, recorded two albums, and a single on the Billboard charts. She was one of the judges with Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber on that wonderful CBC hit series, How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? She's had her own television show, Big Voice, on the Oprah Winfrey Network, and she is also the founder of Big Voice Studios in downtown Toronto, where lessons, workshops, and masterclasses happen seven days a week with the most gifted teachers. Her mandate is to help everyone find their unique vision with their own big voice, the voice that has something to say to the world. Elaine, welcome. Thank you, Judy. My goodness, it's great to be here. (laughs) It's so great to have you here. This all started for you, Elaine, when you were four years old and you performed gospel music in your church choir. What happened that first time you performed in front of an audience? Well, that time actually was a solo And there I was on Sunday morning in my pretty little frilly pink dress, um, ready to sing. Uh, The the, uh, preacher's wife was down below playing the piano for me, and I launched into my song called I Do, Don't You? I still remember the name (laughs) of it. And right in the middle of it, uh, things were going fine, and then all of a sudden, I forgot the words. And I stood there. I I I think the next part went out of my brain, but uh, or maybe the preacher's wife got me back on track. But everybody laughed, probably because I was so darn cute. <laughs> but I thought I had failed miserably. So I always say I've spent the rest of my life trying to get it right. 
Um, and that's not an uncommon story. A lot of people who come to me weekly, I have someone that, at, at least one person, that tells me a story similar to that, and then they shut up for the rest of their lives. I actually went on to study piano for then I kind of went away from the singing thing and uh, spent most of my childhood studying piano. I always sang. I sang in church. I sang at school because everybody sings. You know, if you want to sing, you find a place to sing. Right. Um, but I studied piano. And you went to the University of Western Ontario. Yes. And you studied piano. And then something remarkable happened in your fourth year. Yes. Regarding your whole program. You were studying classical. You were studying music and piano. And suddenly in fourth year, what happened? Well, you know, moments of illumination sometimes come very gently. And I was sitting at the piano, at a grand piano, in one of the practice modules at Western University, Faculty of Music. And I'll never forget it. This this feeling just came over me very gently. And I was practicing Bach, I think. And I put my hands down. And, and you got to understand, all my life, you know, even when I was 12, I was practicing piano two hours a day. When I was 16, I was practicing piano four hours a day. And and I put my hands down on my lap and I said, that's it. <laughs> I'm done practicing the piano. I'm going to sing now. And I thought, well, they're never going to let me do that. They're never going to let me switch majors. So I toddled down to the dean's office and he said, oh, <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and then he looked at all my credits uh, and uh, he saw that I had taken all these vocal courses. And the other thing was that as a piano player, I had sat in the voice lessons of all the teachers because I would accompany a lot of the voice majors. Wow. So but he said, you have this one course, and uh, Dr. Pendle is not going to let you into this course. <laughs> I said, let me get at her. <laughs> so I toddled down to her office and sat there and said, uh, I need to get into your class, which was a pedagogy, vocal pedagogy, <laughs> learning to teach voice. Wow. And this had never been done in the Faculty of Music there where you switched majors in your final year. And it was, by the way, it was about six weeks into the final year. And she said, no, you can't take the class. You know, it's not fair to the other kids and blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh, well, I'll tell you what. And you know what? I'm, I'm a really, I was a really shy person back then. I'm in my heart. I'm a very shy person, but I knew what I had to go for. And I sat there and I said, you know, Dr. Pendle, I am not going to let one person alter the course of my life. And I'm not leaving your office until you tell me that I can take your course. That's it. I'm not leaving. Wow. I love that. And then she said with a twinkle in her eye, well, you better get a good mark. So I honored myself and I went for something that I knew I had to do. And you got honors. You didn't I only did. get a good mark. I you, did. you rose very high. I did. Isn't that one? And my grad recital at the end of that year, you know, you had, everybody had to do a recital. And uh, it was one of the great nights of my life, really. Isn't that wonderful? And you also worked throughout university oh, yeah. on a children's show where not only were you playing the piano and teaching people and coaching, so it was almost like, um, you know, predicting things to come, but as well, you sang a show mm -hmm. on the television was, show once a week and you couldn't watch yourself until something happened. You had to do something, which is so like you, it has to be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, you know, at the beginning, and of course, we, I'm telling my age here, but we didn't even have things to tape uh, the TV shows. So my family would gather around the, the TV. Come on, come on, Elaine, show is on. And I would run out of the room because I could not stand looking at myself. And that happens to a lot of people. 
Uh, we make people in my big voice studios, we make people look in the mirror. But anyway, there I am. And, uh, and, and after a year of doing the show, and I did it for four years, it was on CFPL television in Toronto, in uh, London. And, uh, and all these little kitties would come in and sing and play guitar and dance and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and my job was to play for them. And then I got to sing one solo every show, which was absolutely remarkable because I got wow. to grow. Anyway, one day I said to myself, Elaine, if you don't like it, fix it. So that's when I realized that I could do something about my feeling of insecurity when I would watch myself on TV. Right. And now with iPhones and whatnot, we have all kinds of ways of becoming your own teacher. When I coach somebody, I will say to them, look in the mirror. See that person in the mirror? <laughs> that's your student. You are the teacher. Because as as teachers, we want to not just gloat over our great students, we want to empower them to coach themselves, to teach themselves, to mentor themselves, of course. so that they, they can become successful without paying a, a, a mint <laughs> to bring me into the picture, right? That's amazing. Another interesting thing happened at age 11. You were presented with another huge challenge when your piano teacher gave you Chopin's Fantasie impromptu, and you thought you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that um, was the day she put that up on the up on the piano, and I said, "Oh, I uh, I can't do that. There, <laughs> there are too many black notes on that page." And she said calmly, "You can, and I'm going to show you how." And she would play the first. She said look at the music and play the first three notes, right hand only. And I'd go, ba -da -da. <laughs> good. Now she said, I want you to lean your body in, in the middle note. Oh, never thought of that. Ba -da -da. Right. So she said, the middle note is, is a little louder. She said, I want you to let your elbow go out. Da -da -da. <laughs> now a little faster. Da -da -da. Da -da -da. So I wasn't playing it sort of mechanically. Da -da -da. I was taught how to listen to my heart and to make magic out of wow. notes. And that is something that I find um, is, is missing a lot today, is the person who's, who's willing to dig deep and find the magic in these great works of art. I don't care whether it's piano or voice or pop or rap or country or classical. Where is the magic? And that's what you have to go for. If you were to ask me one of the <laughs> bliss things that I have, that is probably on the top of my list, other than my beautiful daughter, um, is that ability to find magic so that it's not just notes. And it's also an expression of who I am. And she held me to task, that teacher. So I would da-da-da-da-da-da, faster and faster. And then she said, okay, put the next two notes on. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hmm. I know that was more than two notes. And we'd go, she'd say, okay, next week you come back with just 16 bars of the right hand only, 
perfection. Wow. One step at a time. One step at a time. And that's how you teach. Absolutely. You sometimes will only teach a student one line at a time. They're like, please let me sing more. Let me sing more. And you're, no, we're going to perfect this yeah, line people before get, we move forward. Exactly. People get at home and, and, and they get excited about the song. You know, first of all, they, they want to bypass all the technique stuff that's going to build their voice, but they get into the song and they'll just do it over many, many times. What, what needs to happen is that um, you know, take a line, do it a million different ways. Check out in the mirror what you're doing. Uh, am I dropping my jaw? Do I have tension in my neck? Am I, you know, uh, all, all of those tension things. Yes. And then, and then after you've done it 10 times, do it as if you're in front of a, on a stage in front of a thousand people. Absolutely. And then the next line. And then the next line. There's a sign when you walk into your studio. There's many fabulous slogans and posters, but there's a sign that says, when you step through these doors, create magic. And that's exactly what you do with singers. You have the ability to coax magical performances from every type of singer. To what do you attribute your masterful ability to bring out the best in each singer? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, that's been a long learn because I think it's taken me decades to listen. I'm not a great listener because I have all these ideas going on in my head at once and I want to get them all out. But when you're on that, especially in that one-on-one scenario, I have to listen first. I have to get inside of their heart and see what is, what is it that's, that's preventing them from reaching that great tone in their voice or even stepping back into singing, you know, after years perhaps of not doing it. So when you do that, first of all, it becomes incredibly exciting because everybody's completely different. And then often what will happen is that the tears start to fall because they are telling me a story that stopped them many, many years ago. Uh, not always, by the way. There are some people that, you know, you just can't get through to and they're, they're so blocked or whatever. But, but it, that, that's another bliss thing is being able to help someone go back to the child in them mm-hmm. that was fearless. Yes. And will go for anything because, you know, kids are like that, right? They don't question. They just kind of throw it out there and do it with great joy and whatnot. It's just, you know, then we go through life and crap happens in our lives and it shuts us down. And and then we need help to peel off those layers. We're going to go to commercial right now. But when we come back, I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. We're going to hear a gorgeous track of you, Elaine Overholt, singing with John McDermott. You don't want to miss this. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
next guest is a singer, actor, and dancer who is in her second year at the prestigious music theater program at Sheridan College. This past summer, she was the opening act in Montreal at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, where she sang four songs at a gala fundraiser for ICRF Montreal, raising money for cancer research. And incidentally, they raised from that evening alone almost $700,000. Elaine Overholt accompanied her and was the music director for the very successful evening. In the review in the Montreal Gazette, writer Jennifer Campbell wrote, As for the musical entertainment on the dinner front, it was equally mesmeric. First to dazzle here was opener Lily Liebrach, a gifted 19-year-old student already making her mark on the Canadian scene with a voice to die for, accompanied by internationally acclaimed celebrity vocal coach Elaine Overholt. Not surprisingly, the cloud was inspired. Lily dazzled the crowd with her fantastic voice. So I'm delighted to introduce you to my next guest, Lily Liebrach, who's a musical theatre performer. And yes, she also happens to be my daughter. Lily, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we have a mini clip from the evening where after Lily sang, accompanied by her longtime uh, incredible, masterful vocal coach, Elaine Overholt, she got a standing ovation. And it really was like a happening that evening. There was just a very magical Elaine's yeah. nodding. Something was in the air. I don't know. It was a very magical evening. So, Lily, will you set up the clip for us? Yeah. So this clip is a clip of me singing a bit of a song called How Could I Ever Know? It's from the musical The Secret Garden. And I dedicated this song to my grandfather, who was very special to me. He was such a kind man. And I wanted to dedicate this song to him in Montreal, where he was from, at the Israeli Cancer Research Gala. And it was just such a wonderful evening. And yes, I was accompanied by Elaine, who was so lovely to work with, as always. And yeah, that was it. So, <laughs> so let's play that clip and let's have a listen. Lily, what do you love about singing and how is it related to your bliss? What I love about singing is that ever since I was a little kid, there's nothing that makes me happier than going on a stage and performing. It's this feeling where I feel like it's something that I was meant to do. I get to give a part of myself. And especially for something like this, a charity event, where I know the specific cause that I'm raising money for, and singing for, it's just so special to be able to give myself in that way. Absolutely. Can I say something about that? Yes. Lily has two things, many things going for her, but two things. She makes it not about her. She makes it about the audience and how, how she can reach out to them. And number two, she knows how to work. <laughs> uh, when we first started working together, well, you were a very little kid, um, <laughs> but... 
you're, uh, in a sense, one of my star students because you, you go home and you do the work. And a lot of people think that they can just, you know, just do this singing thing. They have no idea if you want to really rise through the ranks as a professional singer now, you got to put in the work. And although you have this great, great, great talent inside your body, you have worked a tiny little details like that, even the way you went up to that high note. I mean, that's really hard to do that day crescendo up into the high note. So, and, and to see her following her bliss is uh, at such an age and knowing what she wants is a great thing to watch. Thank you, Elaine. You know, there's a warm up. I, I want to call it CD, which yeah. dates myself, but it's really <laughs> called an album that Elaine has. And it's legendary in the biz. It really is. It's a vocal warm-up album called Elaine Overholt's Big Voice Vocal Warm-Up and Workout. And this album is available for streaming on Apple Music or for purchase on iTunes for $9.99 Canadian. This is a fantastic stocking stuffer or a wonderful gift for any singer from professional to aspiring or just anyone who loves singing. And I know this <laughs> album very well because Lily has used it every day for the last seven years. And it's funny, even today she did it on the way down and I said, Lily, you're not singing live. You're just, we're throwing to a clip. And she said, that doesn't matter. I do my warm up Elaine tape, at CD, whatever, Listen, every and, single and day. Speakers. speakers need to warm up. Yep. Absolutely. Totally. It works. Can we see something? We're not going to roll a clip from it, but I want, I encourage you all to go on iTunes or on Apple Music. And again, to, you have to sort of type in these words, Elaine Overholt's big voice, vocal warm up and workout. It's so worth it. Well, there are things that's kind of crazy, you know, because there's nothing that's a song in this. It's a, a warm up. And a lot of performers, professional performers do not know how to warm up. And I've gotten, I've gotten feedback, calls and emails and whatnot from places as far away as Europe and Burma. Somebody who sang in Burma when it was still called Burma. Um, uh, and, and, and Australia, when I was on the, on the, uh, Ellen show, she was fabulous enough to hold it up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, some of the exercises, it starts, it starts out gently. You want to warm up gently first thing in the day, you know, while you're going about your business, making your tea with honey, <laughs> not coffee, <laughs> and just doing things like be lip flapping, which is a, <laughs> and then, Getting the, the resonators in the front of the face activated. The, the whole point is to get the voice out of the back of the throat, out of the larynx area, and get the resonators doing the hard work for you as the sound bounces into them. So we do a lot of frontal stuff and even things like that sound a little bit nasal, like meow, 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 meow. And I tell people, don't worry, I'm not going to have you singing like that. I promise. <laughs> but it brings that sound forward and then taking it up a little higher into your range, like that kind of thing where you're going up high and then for we gals who have this thing called a register break bringing it down into what i like to call the full voice not the chest voice although it is a chest voice but i like to call it the full voice that so you're not going you've got nothing else down there so it's uh you know it's a it's a step-by-step to get there. And by the time you're finished, and I call it a workout as well, warm up and workout, because if you do the whole thing, it's a workout. It's probably too much for just a warm up. So you learn to use the, the, the bits that, that, that really make your voice 
feel warmed up. And you do this with all students. You were invited, and I want to even just first ask you about how you got to go onto the sets of Chicago and Hairspray. You were the vocal coach on all of those movie sets, which is unbelievable. And you've got all these fans that are movie stars. (laughs) And and one of them I want to talk about, Richard Gere, because he's very fond of you and uh, thinks very highly of you. And you you did these very same exercises with him. Absolutely. And he was a guy that hadn't sung in 30 years. He'd sung in Greece, uh, in London's West End, when he was very, very young. Uh, played Danny. Danny, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway, they, they were all a bit terrified because they hadn't, they weren't known as singers. So they knew the press could absolutely kill them. So um, there was, they were absolutely great at doing all the hard work, doing all the, the deep warm-up exercises, the deep technique exercises, and then we'd take it into the song. One of the things, well, I'll get into the drunk consonants later, but I, I'll tell you a great, great <laughs> Richard Gere story uh, that makes me smile. We, the first day of recording, uh, we were in the studio and, uh, he did two big songs in one day, which is quite a bit. Cause you know, you, you record them many times, you know, you, and you go back and you fix up and do this and that. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that he felt pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty pumped. And we're out in the, in the, um, the craft, uh, around the craft table in the green room afterwards. And he's, he's pacing really fast. And he doesn't know what to do with himself. And he's he's running around. And then all of a sudden he runs towards me and he threw his arms around me and held me really, really tight. And we started he started to laugh from his belly, of course. <laughs> laugh like and I started to laugh. And so there are there is Richard Gere and me <laughs> sitting there, belly standing there, belly to belly, doing our belly laughs. He was so chuffed. At what he had just accomplished. Of course. And I just love that story because he was in his bliss at that moment. Absolutely. And he won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor for Chicago. And the film won a Golden Globe Award. And this was very attributable to you. You did similar things with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellger, who's now playing Judy Garland, I understand, in a film. Yes, isn't that exciting? Isn't that so cool? to see that. That's so amazing. I wanted to go back to, you've just sung with so many people. You've sang backup for so many people. There's one guy that I know is a bliss person for you, and that is Ray Charles. Yeah. Boy, I uh, I grew up, um, there were a couple of pianists, piano players, that I kind of based my style on. And Ray Charles was one of them. The great Doug Riley, who was from here in Toronto, was was another one. Um, and Ray was. And even the way he'd go back and forth like this, you know, with his head bobbing back and forth. And when even as a little kid, that's the way I played as I, I guess I watched him. I don't know why it, it, it resonated so with me. So then years later, <laughs> um, we got asked four of us to, uh, sing backups for him on, on a, on a show that re- they keep, kept rerunning it for ages called the Super Dave show. And, uh, and Ray came on as a guest. Well, I guess he was only doing one song, so he didn't want to bring up his gals, his uh, Raylets. <laughs> so um, they chose four of us from Toronto to be his backup singers. And uh, can I tell you a funny little story about that? Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was, you know, uh, I don't know. This might sound a little weird in this day and age, but I, I'm a white girl, and I had never seen a white girl back up Ray Charles. He always had, you know, the sisters. 
Um, and so I thought, and, and the girls I was singing with, I knew I, we'd done a million <laughs> recording sessions together. It was uh, Jackie Richardson and, 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 and Kalina Phillips and Shirley Williams. Um, and we were all sort of A-lister, you know, session singers. So I thought, well, what if Ray finds out that I'm, what if he can tell from listening to my voice that I'm white and he kicks me off or something? I don't know. <laughs> so, so, uh, we, um, he didn't. He didn't. He was very, very cool about it. And I made him laugh in the, in the green room, uh, right before the show. We asked him for a photo, which we got, which is the ter- most terrible photo ever. Uh, it's all out of focus and whatnot. But, um, anyway, I, I made him laugh. And so th- that was just a huge, Huge dream. When I went to see the movie, Ray, and of course, he was still alive when it was being made. He died three months um, before the movie was um, released. And I remember sitting in the movie theater and, oh my God, I'm getting choked up now. Uh, I I, uh, watched the end. I couldn't leave. I was bawling my eyes out at the Mm -hmm. end. And I realized I hadn't said goodbye to him. Mm -hmm. Not that I knew him that well, but he'd been so much a part of the fabric of my early life and, and my adult life. Everything I, that came out of my fingers was partially led by him. Yes. And even the way he sang with the head going back and forth was so relaxed. So I, you know, poor Glenn had to sit there and wait for me to blubber <laughs> through 15 minutes of crying before I left the theater. What, wasn't it also that he has been through so much, but you'd never know it? He had grit, which you have, exactly. which you learned from your dad, which you've learned and it had your whole life yes. that has stood you in yes. good stead, right? And that's exactly it. When you look at what Ray Charles went through, so many obstacles yeah. in his life. And that's why I say you go through the fear and just do. And do it. My favorite story about you, and I think this is very connected to part of your bliss, is on the subway in New York City. And I think it's the coolest story. And I'd love you to share that story because I think it was one of your best singing experiences of your life. Oh, it was. I I totally forgot about this. Okay. (laughs) I was in New York because Sharon Lois and Bram, my dear friends and whom I've worked with forever, and Sharon and Bram are now have a whole revival of new tunes going on right right as we speak. And Glenn and I are actually co-producing. But anyway, I, I was in New York and I decided to take the subway one day <laughs> just because I wanted that experience. And it was before Christmas because they were playing the Palace Theater, which was huge <laughs> uh, in a big show, a book show. So anyway, I took I took the uh, the uh, subway, uh, subway and from the other end of the car, I could hear this wonderful music and it was three guys three brothers and they were they were busking they were wending their way down the thing and they got closer to me and closer to me and closer to me and they were rocking out to a cool funky rhythm and you know i mean the r&b rhythms i just go crazy with and they got closer and closer and and my and i said i'm saying to myself i want to join in i want to sing and then I, you know, my little girl from Woodstock voice said, no, 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 you can't do that. No, no, that would be terrible. What if you fail? And they got closer and I couldn't stop myself. And I was standing holding onto the thing. So they said, I don't even remember what the song was. Terrible. Uh, they sang a line and then I improved a little, hey, 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 or something like that. And the lady in front of me, a big smile came on her face. So I was empowered by that. And they sang another line and they're getting closer. And I said, da, da. And she, they're getting closer. And then they heard me and they got big smiles on their face. And I turned around and the four of us wailed away 
for about a minute and a half <laughs> on this song. And then everybody on the subway car burst into applause at the end. And I thought afterwards, I almost didn't do it. Yeah. And talk about bliss. I was just beside myself. I could hardly, I was walking on air for the rest of the day. I love that. I love it. We have so many calls and we also have, we've had quite a few emails. So I want to get to some of them. The first one is from Elaine Langford, or as I refer to her, Mama Langa, because she's on my at the bliss minute on Instagram. And she reached out to me and wrote this. Elaine, after my thyroidectomy, I pretty much lost my singing voice. I was pretty good, too. I hope she can help. It has been 10 years since surgery. Elaine, any thoughts for this listener? Right. Um, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yes. Uh, as long as you're cleared, of course, by your ENT, uh, your doctor, to um, to sing, uh, you've got to do it. I think the the vocal warm up CD of or CD uh, whatever we call it, recording yes. of mine uh, would be amazing. And just do a little bit every day, very if you can. And there may be certain exercises you cannot do. Um, I have a, a a student who is only nineteen and had thyroid cancer, and had to have full operation, and she is back singing. Hmm. Um, singing more beautifully than ever. And it's a fine, it's also learning to put that sound in the front of the face, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to save the throat area. So absolutely, if you can sing, you must, even if it's just starting out, mmm, humming and, and all those, you know, easy, easy, easy exercises. Um, you know, sometimes when we have an operation or something, we are afraid to throw our body in, to throw ourselves into that part of the body that's been injured. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yes, please go ahead. I think we're going to go to a call as well. We have, I think it's Michaela Lindsay from Lindsay, and she has a question. Hi, Michaela, are you on the air? I am here, yes. Hi, welcome to Finding Hi. Your Bliss. Hi, thanks a lot. Yeah. I was just wondering, can, can anybody be a singer? Are you born a singer? Can, like, you know? <laughs> That's such a good question, <laughs> Michaela. Um, here's what I say. I say everybody can sing. Not everybody's going to be a star, but everybody can sing. A lot of people think they are tone deaf. Uh, there are very, very few people in the world who are actually tone deaf. Uh, and again, sometimes you think you can't sing because you've been shut down as a, as a little kid or as a, especially going through puberty, because that's like a wretched time of life. And we become so, you know, bizarrely aware of what everybody thinks of us. Um, so, uh, yes, we actually have people in our, that come into our studio who think they are tone deaf. And, you know, at first they can't hit the notes and whatnot. It's pretty funny and it's pretty great. And, and, and I, you know, I, uh, I have my other teachers working there too, and we'll work week after week with them. And quite often, they at least they're finding their bliss <laughs> in that exactly. they're learning how to listen. It's often learning how to listen, and we have so many great things like recording yourself on your iPhone and blah 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 blah. So yes, yes, yes is my answer, Michaela. Does that answer your question, Michaela? Yes, it does. Oh, amazing. Thanks so much for calling in. Go for it, Michaela. Go for it. (laughs) And check out all the news on At The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook or on our magazine, www.findingyourbliss.com. We have another email here, Elaine, for you. This is from Deborah in Toronto, and she writes, I love to sing jazz, 
but I get intimidated singing in front of a crowd. What's your advice for getting over my nerves? Get over it. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, it's yes. And, and know that uh, I get nervous every time I get up in front of an audience. So that's not something that uh, necessarily goes away, nor should it, because you need that little bit of edge. The more you do it, the more... Um, the easier it will be on your nerves. And the more, again, you just kind of go through the fear and just do it. You can also uh, go out to other places to perform that are less high profile, you know, like a karaoke bar um, uh, or, or at a house with your friends or family and sing and just get used to singing and singing and singing and singing. Absolutely. You often speak, Elaine, about how there's soul in every voice. What do you mean by that? Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, yes, if you are open and you access it. And some people say, well, how the heck do I do that? I think, I have this belief that there, in the held sound, when you hold vocal sound, hmm. uh, that there's actual vibration that goes on inside the body. And that's a very, very powerful thing, even scientifically, mm-hmm. because what you're doing is you're accessing, you're, you're creating vibrations literally inside the body that can lead to uh, healing, mm-hmm. healing um, of, of the body itself and then of the, the, the spirit and the emotions and lead you to find a sound that is uniquely Yours. Mm. Do you know that every voice has a, a, a different print? They now use voice prints uh, in in um, you know FBI and and police stations, mm. um, as well, I guess, as fingerprints. But every single voice is completely different. That's, That's so very amazing. empowering. That's, so- That's very cool to think that your voice is different from everybody on the planet. <laughs> so as you start to open that up by getting rid of tension. You know, sometimes I do things like, ah, I have people pound their chest to get back to that, honestly, that ape-like primal you, Mm because it's in there. It's in all of us. Mm -hmm. And we cover it over with tension. We just have to, you actually have a card. It's your mission statement for big voice. And I think this really explains what it takes to be a great singer. And you've got it right here. Do you want me to read it? I'd love it. Thank you. The mission of Elaine Overholt and Big Voice Studios is to transform the human spirit by fostering the development of one's most unique and powerful vocal expression through healthy technique and strong performance. Through the discovery and repetition of beautiful and resonant tone, relaxed and primal physical grounding, each speaker or singer will be led to find their authentic voice and to powerfully communicate their unique vision with their big voice, the voice that has something to say to the world. Oh, that gives me the shivers. Elaine, when you sing or play the piano, when you teach a discovery class or a master class at your studio, Big Voice Studios, or when I saw the dance between you and Lily, a singer and accompanist in Montreal at ICRF, something takes over and there's a magic. Is that a conscious decision on your part? Where does that magic, it's like something ethereal takes over. And I've seen it. I've witnessed it. Watching you do your thing. That's a really good question. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. Um, 
Let me, let me think. I think it is the convergence of a whole lot of things. Uh, it's the convergence of having done a ton of technique work on your voice and opening it up and finding the vibrations in it. It is a convergence of doing your homework in terms of the material that you're singing and knowing what that text is. It is a convergence also of a, of a dialogue, sometimes that is, is unspoken between singer and audience. Uh, some of the greatest magical evenings have been ones where there is um, a very small audience and there's an intimacy that is created. And all of a sudden, the whole thing just starts to lift and transport. Mm -hmm. and, and at the end, nobody wants to move. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that we <laughs> as singers get addicted to and we wait for it. Um, yes. And I think it's also listening. Sometimes we're so intent on just singing and we're listening to the sound of our own voice and all of that, that, that we don't take in the ambiance and the, the event that it is and just sit back in our soul and be quiet in our soul and let the music. And I tell people, when you become aware of that, you will choose better songs. Absolutely. They don't have to be message songs, but you will choose better songs. Elaine, what are the three most important things to Elaine Overholt? Oh, <laughs> uh, my daughter, who's an you know, intricate part of who I am and, uh, and very proud of her. Um, I think um, that's a hard question. Um, my own bliss, which is keeping me really alive as I get older, and that is reaching out to others so that I have a purpose still mm. on, uh, you do <laughs> on this life. That's two. I don't know what the third one, uh, you know, my Glenn Morley is, um, he's, he's, um, he's my heart and soul. He's my rock. He provides for, you know, he's the rock. And I'm this flitty, you know, artistic person that goes everywhere and he keeps it going for me. I love that. I want to thank all of my guests. I can't believe this hour is over. A very special thanks to someone who brings joy to people every day through her teaching, coaching, singing, and really is an example of bringing bliss to so many people and really does make the world a better place. And that is you, Elaine Overholt. Thank you for being here. I've had a great time, Judy. It's been such an honor. And also a uh, reminder, thank you to Lily as well for leaving Sheridan to be here today for this broadcast coming in to the studio. So happy to have you here. Also a reminder, Yoga and Wellness Show, Metro Convention Center, this weekend, the 28th and the 29th. Go check it out. It's a great show. Next week coming up, Jack Canfield, beloved author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. I sat down with him for a fascinating conversation all about passion and purpose and some of the things you'll hear if you attend his upcoming event in Toronto, One Day to Greatness, live with Jack Canfield, October 26th. We're going to close with a mini, mini meditation today, and here it is. If you are driving, please pull over, turn off your car, open a window, and recline back. Or wherever you are, just find a quiet place to sit or lie down comfortably and gently close your eyes and take in a deep cleansing breath. Breathe in through your nose and let it go. Feel your face soften 
and relax. And then take in another deep cleansing breath through your nose and breathe out slowly and evenly. And quietly repeat to yourself, my body is at ease and relaxed. My mind is calm and peaceful and my heart is open and loving. Keep repeating this until you have let go of all of the tension and you are at peace. And then take in a deep breath and have a smile on your face and enjoy a wonderful afternoon. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Lee Brack, feeling very grateful and reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.